every national man and woman is born in the private, whereas a sovereign government of the people is a public institution, and therefore its public servants and its various artificial creations are in the public, including its artificial legal persons. A man or woman can either live in the private or act in the public. However, we are trained from the early age to accept a higher authority as normal. Most people exist in a culture of submission and conformiality, allowing numerous aspects of their lives to be controlled by the government. The populace is manipulated to become dependent as, you know, through the debt money and conditioned to become fearful, which is broken into racism, terrorism, and wars. The manner and appearance of authority is usually intimidated by design, while the language of legal fictions deal in commerce, which is legalese and is deceptive. You are indoctrinated to act in a role of a legal person, which is an artificial creation of the state and a debtor serving as a surety for the corporate debt of your nation, in quotations, incorporation, INC. An artificial legal person is dead, and under the, under the Foreign Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction, the international law of the sea. On the contrary, you are born into your own sovereign estate of body, mind, and soul. As a sentient man or woman, you live within the sovereign common law jurisdiction, the national law of the land. Your sovereign jurisdiction includes your inborn, unalienable living rights which cannot be taken away from you without your fully informed and willful consent. See, legal persons are actors for governments, banks, and corporate entities. They need to contract with, the, with other legal person or actors to extract their commercial energy. These legal actors make the presumption that you are also acting in the role of a legal person in legal fiction under commerce, which is why they are seeking to contract performance. They always want the name or often the creation date of the person to establish a gender. They need a person because they are absolutely, there is absolutely no way they can contract directly with the living man or woman. See, they need a man or woman to consent to take responsibility in the matter of the person unknowingly or knowingly, which is a gender. When a, lead, when a living name, when a living name is mirrored by the registration of an artificial legal person on the birth certificate and a state trust is formed, such as Mr. John Doe Trust, any living man or woman knowingly in gender to such an artificial legal person blindly takes responsibility from the alleged debts of the trust as its trustee, whereas a where, whereas an aware living man or woman can separate themselves from the legal fiction because the rightfully the rightful controlling agent beneficiary ex executor for Mr. John Doe Trust. See, legal actors will attempt to engage the person by posting letters by phone or on the highway or to make or enforce a contract, misrepresenting a living man or woman as a fictional person causing unwittingly causing unwitting gender which is a crime of personage and is perpetuated by barbitry 
the crime of bringing false claims in the court. See, the term barbitry appropriately comes from the Bar Association, which is the attempted jonder by any legal person acting is a crime involving deceit. And that's under Section 240 of the NC Crimes Act. See, under common law jurisdiction, the law of the land, both parties must enter into every contract knowingly, voluntarily, intentionally, or the contract is unenforceable and void. However, under the Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction, the law of the sea, consent to contract can be presumed by silent acquiesce unless the party contracted thereby rebuts the presumption of the consent. If you do not wish to consent to their contract or offer what we call presentment, you must rebut the presumption that you are acting in the role of a fictional legal person. You are never obliged to answer questions or to provide government issued ID truly to uphold your government of the people. It is not your duty to answer questions. It is your duty to ask questions. You have the right to know who is making a claim against you. The right to know who is injured who is the injured party, who the injured party is, the right to conditionally accept any claim against your against you upon verification. See, the right to reserve your rights without prejudice. Thereafter, the right to remain silent to avoid self-incrimination. introduction you are part of the creator you are unseen and have creative energy they cannot hold you to anything a system has been created in which we act through fictional entities names titles corporations governments legal identities etc that can be controlled global governance operates in commerce public school educates you to be a debtor from the time that you are very young if we were all creditors we would all be giving there would be abundance more than enough to go around. We wouldn't need FRNs or banks. We wouldn't rely on government for anything. Law forms, in order, top to bottom, natural law, existence, the physics of the universe. All law below this is by agreement between at least two parties that is constantly being created. Law school doesn't teach law, it teaches procedures, commercial law, any interactions between sovereign beings. You have unlimited right to contract, Contract is by agreement and performance, signatures, merely memorializations of the contract, are not required. Silence is agreement. Are you accepting a benefit? Sovereigns have control, not necessarily possession or ownership, over their property. Rockefeller said own nothing, control everything. Two sovereign entities can contract in any way that they see fit. There is no oversight of their contract. Creditors and commerce operate in commercial law. Common law society's agreements on how to act with each other, relatively recent tradition. Execution of contract, eye for an eye, law of the land, if you owe, you are a slave immediately until the debt is paid. The common law now is admiralty, which is more a jurisdiction than a law form. In admiralty, you're guilty until proven innocent. Admiralty ripened in 1500s, Lord Mansfield officially defined admiralty as part of common law in 1753. All bodies are vessels in the sea of space. Of course, you are not your body, you're the captain of the vessel, but you don't exist in the physical world, walking on water is having command of admiralty. Discharge. The body is a vessel. All documents in commerce are vessels. We have converted from Old Testament law, 
law of the land, eye for an eye, to the law of vessels or of the sea. The law of the sea gave us negotiable instruments. FRNs have pictures of dead people on them. Statutory law, codes, 52 titles in the US code, the tax code is title 26. Most, fictions, operate in statutory law. Political law, X, I'm under the laws of the soccer league if I play in the soccer league. Referees are the judges, nothing is black and white, it is all subject to interpretation. If your car is paid for, you own the car, but you do not control the car. The state can take it away from you. Two different types of title, equitable title, owner slash operator slash debtors title. You can sell the car and make money, but you cannot control the car because you didn't issue the title, the state did. They gave you a certificate of title. They hold the legal title or the MSO, manufacturer's statement of origin, that came from the dealership, MSO got sent to the DMV, state. Legal title, normally, when you purchase a vehicle, you give the dealership POA to take the MSO and give it to the state on your behalf. If, when you purchase the car, you told them you were taking the vehicle to a foreign jurisdiction, they'll give you the MSO if you ask for it. Whoever holds legal title, controls the property. It is not recommended that you take legal title over your vehicle. Being a creditor entails a lot of responsibility. Legal title holder has responsibility over the property. Jurisdiction, zero, original jurisdiction, living contracts, no corporations. Private law, no name, no title. Real human beings. A, private, republic, jura from here on out, unlimited, complete, liability. Sovereigns, de jury, post office, sissy of treasury, representing creditor IMF, sissy of state, representing creditor UN, and attorney general, representing creditor Interpol, are the last remnants of the republic, they represent the interest of the creditors, foreign to jurb. Notaries also can operate in both jura and jurb. Creditors take responsibility and control. Creditors don't pay taxes, IRS works for you if you are a creditor. Judges cannot recognize jura because they would be committing treason, their job is to protect the public. Birth Certificate Trust John Doe is a private, international vessel, evidenced by the BC, Foreign Situs Trust. Common law of the land, whatever the parties make it be. Private strawman, international vessel. Admiralty slash equity law. State national. Money is an asset. Jura is not specific to our republic. It is the equivalent of private international commercial law. It is the original commercial jurisdiction, it is the basis of all commerce. B. Public, democracy, jurb, even private schools are in jurb. Black's law is jurb. Limited liability is a benefit slash privilege. No sovereignty. Slaves. When you operate under benefits and privileges, you subrogate your rights. De facto. Postal service and everything else. Jurb is the creation of Jura, Jurb is always controlled by Jura, creditors. SS5. John Doe. Government said you give us your exemption, we'll give you all the things you need. Sestuik, implied, trust. State is always a party to the contract. Public strawman. Statutory law. Interaction in Jurb is only through strawman. US citizen. Money is a liability. Everything in Jurb is colorable. It doesn't mean what you might think it means. Nothing happens in Jurb without some entity and higher jurors doing it. Everything is dead in Jurb, like a room full of mannequins. Jurb was created by the bankruptcy of Jura, 
fictional, de facto reality. 1776 Declaration of Independence established, through the Articles of Confederation, a sovereign republic. The republic lasted seven years. 1782 National government went to the states and asked them to foot the bill for the Revolutionary War and the states said they would not pay the debt. National government was therefore forced to form a constitution. The national government lost its sovereignty. A constitution, security, with sureties, is created by a constitutor, one who passes his debts to a third party. September 17, 1789, original, up to 13 amendments, 13th no titles of nobility, then ceased to exist, constitution was a negotiable, debt, security instrument which the national debt was attached to. The King of England bought the debt, and legal title over the national government's property, and the democracy was formed, and the republic lost its sovereignty via international bankruptcy. The democracy operates under military tribunal laws, where the minute you're charged, you're guilty. International bankruptcy lasts 70 years. At the end of the bankruptcy, the debt is due. The states had signed on as sureties for the debt. 1791 Alexander Hamilton created the Bank of the U.S., with a 20-year charter, where the securities were held. 1811 Congress decided not to renew the Bank of the U.S. 1812 War of 1812 Britain took possession of all the federal courts, where the titles are. 1816 Another central bank but Andrew Jackson nixed it. The country operated at a surplus for the only time, but did he pay the debts or was he a belligerent debtor? 1859 Civil War, the northern states went to the southern states which had most of the money, gold, cotton, resources, wealth, and the south said no we're not paying, we'll start our own country. Because of their dishonor with the international bankers, and it was the will of the creditors to get the debt paid or take sureties for the debt, hence the states lost their sovereignty, they had signed the first constitution that secured the debt. Another bankruptcy, another 70-year process. Now the states were in dishonor, so now the international creditors took control of the state's property and the states, who were surety for the debt, no longer had their sovereignty. Debtors are not sovereign, creditors control. If you control any property, you have legal title to it, you are sovereign and the property is sovereign. Creditors are willing to risk it all. Creditors bring remedy, resolution, not necessarily FRNs. 1860's new federal constitution. Republic was insolvent or bankrupt. Military, democracy. Generals and even privates have titles of nobility. U.S. citizens are all privates. New 13th Amendment, no involuntary servitude. The Republic, however, prior to that, is, still, in involuntary servitude which has created the entire international bankruptcy system. 1873? APU precursor to NWO. All government exists by virtue of its postal system. Postal routes laid the foundation for commerce. 1909 Jekyll Island, Federal Reserve, Income Tax in 1913. The IRS is foreign despite the fact that its employees are not. Taxes don't go to operating the country, they go to pay the debt to the creditors. The creditors have surety through the Fed. 1929 Stock Market Crash. Bankruptcy due and we didn't pay, dishonor, again. This time the people lost their sovereignty. There was confiscation of gold, silver and all legal, allodial, title. They also took title to your body through a certificate of title known as your birth certificate, which is a bond and goes to the Department of Commerce. They took it to give you a benefit. You can be irresponsible because they took control of the slaves on the plantation. The people, 
who were surety for the debt, lost their sovereignty. Fascism is the government having all legal titles, you can get legal title back, allodial title is legal and equitable title. If you took your grant deed, accepted it for value and gave it back to the county, you'd be removed from the assessor's parcel numbering system, you'd be off their grid, no more property tax. You'd be responsible for the property, which means bonding for sewage, bonding the police department, fire department, etc. Any benefits and privileges your property receives, you become responsible for. You paid property tax because the state or county took responsibility for those things. 1933 Social Security. State has all legal title. Everyone in Jura has an exemption and are creditors. From the perspective of Jurg, you're presumed to be a debtor. 1999 State now not only has legal title to everything, but controls equitable title to almost everything, electronically. We went from fascism to communism. Trusts have four essential parts, three positions, grantor, trustee, beneficiary, and res or corpus, the thing or the property. Trusts don't require movement of legal title between the parties. Trusts can be perpetual rather than executed. Private trust grantor, living men and women, before they created another government overlay they had to recognize the source of all production, whoever is putting the commercial energy in. Trustee, foreign situs trust, straw man, created and evidenced by the birth certificate, foreign to jurb, whoever is performing. Beneficiaries, public trust, government, US citizens, corporations, whoever is getting something from the performance. Public trust grantor, non-designated trustees, public officials, judges, attorneys, government agents beneficiaries, the people, debtors, you get the benefit of what the corporations, government, are doing for you the grantor creates the trust and determines the duties of the trustee. Trustee controls the trust, we're under admiralty or maritime law because it has grace and mercy. Common law is execution on the law, but the current common law is admiralty. We're all vessels. They give us a berth in admiralty, app. For BC. The BC is your foreign situs trust, it's what gives you the ability to operate with all the other vessels. This vessel is foreign to Jurb. Then the federal corporation, Estab. 1859, comes along and gives its members, citizens, benefits and privileges, social insurance contract or SOC. SEC, dash another trust, say EC or implied trust. You are a debtor who doesn't have to pay, there is no gold in use to pay anyway, you get to operate in commerce, you get to go to jail, etc. In common law, there is no debtor's prison, but in commerce or admiralty there are. You can serve jail time to pay your debt. If we were in common law, the creditor would have the right to force the debtor to work off that debt. In commerce, you can't pay your debts, but you do get to discharge your debts, not eliminate them, but put them off into the future. The creditor determines the money. Your signature, as a creditor, creates all the money. From the Garden of Eden, the fall was into commerce. Jesus prepaid your debts. The New Testament, new contract, gave us redemption. Any name in all capital letters is a vessel. Vessels, corporations, are dead, fake, they can't create money. Your promissory note paid for the house. They don't tell you that, but if you as a creditor know how to interact with the IRS, you could discharge that debt. They assume you're a debtor with a financial intermediary namely the banks. The banks block you from your credit. If you endorse a check, you created the funds, you've authorized the bank to create funds out of nothing. You deposed of the money by depositing it in an account. Then it's their money. 
In a deposit situation, you are the grantor, they take the role of the trustee. You're a trustee by being an authorized agent of the bank whenever you sign the check. Postal money orders are backed by gold. Post office, created before the government. By Ben Franklin, is Jura, the postal services Jurb, part of the democracy. The post office slash service is the only agency that operates in both jurisdictions. The UCC is for us, the foreign creditors who have superior claim. The UCC one is just a public notice without a claim for title. The claim is what gives the weight to it but you never put the claim into the public. Creditors operate outside the democracy. Your straw man acts like a creditor there though. Everything backwards, mirror image, in a democracy. In Jurb, the straw man is the creditor, you, the real person, are the debtor. When you learn to perfect a claim, your powers are then unlimited. As a creditor, you control and responsibility. You can do anything you want as long as it's not hurting anyone. If you're hurting or damaging, you're no longer a creditor. Federal Reserve notes, FRNs, are improper, not sufficient to qualify as negotiable instruments. It is a benefit slash privilege to trade an FRN worthless paper. Jurb can't recognize Jurb. If they did, all attorneys and judges would have to be executed. Judges are only establishing whether you are a creditor or a debtor, determined not by your words but by your actions. If you're a creditor, he's going to find in your favor. A creditor always comes in peace, not arguing, with a solution. If you argue in commerce, you're a debtor. No matter how you write your name, uppercase or lowercase, that name is not you, it is only a legal fictional identity. Everything in commerce is fictional. There is no positive law, everything is through voluntary agreement, which is the basis of the control you're subject to. The straw man is the creditor on the UCC1, it is the straw man's account that generates all the money. You can't interact with Jorb, only the straw man, Baylor, can. You're the trustee for the straw man and you're responsible. Your body, to which they hold title, is surety for the trust. When they arrest the vessel and attach it as a surety to the charges, if you're a creditor you're going to put something up, bond it, to release the vessel. If you put up a bond, there's no need for the body to be a surety, a bond. The charge is a fact. Being as it is there, you are guilty. Old English gilded is to pay. Do you understand the charges? Means, are you going to stand under, be the surety for, these charges? If you don't understand, you are a debtor. When you then plead not guilty, if you said yes you understand the charges, you're now saying that you're not going to pay. You're in immediate contempt or dishonor. When you say you understand and plead guilty to the facts, you're saying that you will pay. You're waiving the benefit slash privilege of prison and you will effect payment immediately, you're in honor. They can't put a person in honor in jail. You volunteered to be surety, and as surety, you're bringing a bond, you're the guarantor. You're underwriting those charges. The Bible has many overlays, one is commercial. The sign of the cross is a ledger, assets on the left, liabilities on the right. Christianity is double-entry bookkeeping. Jesus prepaid your debt. Mason called the Bible the sacred volume of law. Seven years for a bankruptcy, 70 years for a commercial bankruptcy, 10 days, 3 days for a commercial process, etc. The elites follow the Bible to a T. They're the sons of Cain. The Garden of Eden is a commercial free zone. In the Bible, one can charge usury only to foreigners. Wooden yoke is slavery at home, iron yoke is slavery in a foreign land. Sin is debt. If you come from anger, greed, etc., you're a spiritual debtor.
the deadliest sin is pride. Humility is the basic trait of a creditor. Creditors don't take anything personal, they love. You, the authorized representative and trustee of the corporation are there to bring remedy. Don't be an enemy, paper terrorist, of the state by misusing these powerful documents. Everything in commerce comes from offers and acceptances. A traffic ticket is an offer. The original is a charging instrument. You can accept it, refuse it or do nothing, dishonor. Only a full acceptance and paying is in honor with any offer. A felony charge is an offer. The judge has, in his private folder or record, the charging instrument which is a negotiable instrument with someone's signature on it. Let them charge you. When they took away your right to property, they gave you the ability to discharge or stop with your signature. Creditors establish the facts outside of Jorb. Creditors operate in Jura. Creditors never go into Jorb with an argument or controversy, that would be in dishonor. Bring your private, foreign judgment from Jura into Jorb and get it recognized in Jorb. Then there are no facts in dispute, there's no controversy, you're in honor. Everything is commercial. Understand the charges, plead guilty and pay the fine. This is the remedy. Make the IRS your friend. They'll do all your work for you if you fill out the right forms. The CC of Treasury can be your intermediary. If someone else is really guilty, perfect a claim against them from Jura. Take all his property away from him. No one will mess with you if you know what you're doing in Jura. Judges, attorneys, etc. are all bonded. If you perfect a claim and attach it to their bond and liquidate, they're not a public agent anymore. They will not be bonded or insured anymore. They can't serve their role if they don't have their bond. As a creditor, you're looking after everyone's interest. Documents of title, if I trade FRNs for a can of soup in a store, they give you a receipt, which is your document of title. Certificates of title are issued to whoever has equitable interest, the beneficiary slash owner slash operator, by the legal title holder, trustee. Title itself is a trust. In a trust you can be the grantor and the trustee, you can be the grantor and the beneficiary, but you can't be all three unless there are multiple beneficiaries. Reverse a trust, if you are the grantor and the beneficiary and the state is the trustee, as when you purchase a car, they issue you a certificate of title. Accept it for value, return it to them, and you certified it to them. Now they're the beneficiary and you're the trustee. Same with a title on a house. Title on the house is a grant deed, issued, certified, to you by the county. The county holds legal title to your property. Get a certified copy of that grant deed and recertify it back to them and you've just reversed it. You're taking legal title. Same with a driver's license. The driver's license is a trust. Same thing with any document of title. You reverse by endorsing and returning. See govdom.org for IDP. Same with the birth certificate. First step in being a creditor is taking legal title to the body, take legal title to the trust that was established on your behalf. The creditor controls the trust. Beneficiaries cannot control nor therefore be a creditor. The creditor maintains sovereignty and control. Your mother acted as the fiduciary when she volunteered to file an application for a birth certificate. Until you're 21, you're considered incompetent. At 21, you have the option of reversing all your trusts. Age 18 is bondage. You can die for your country, but you can't drink, because you're not responsible. Age 21 represents responsibility even biblically. Marriage is a corporate merger that creates little sub-core or subsidiaries. Take back legal title to all of it. Marriage license, 
state holds legal title and controls the marriage. They send you a marriage certificate. Reverse, uff, this trust first, then the divorce judgment, then reverse the trust of the kids' birth certificates. Put the kids' BCs on your security agreement and add collateral on a UCC3. Now you're the trustee, you have the superior claim. Since there is no money and no legal titles being exchanged, all we have are security interests. Perfect your claims, thereby giving you security interest. IRS works for creditors. IRS has forms that allow you to be a creditor and acquire funds that are in escrow. An outstanding balance, for instance, on an American Express card is in escrow. The funds are there, you just have to tell the IRS with the proper tax filings to access those funds and pay that guy off with them or return those funds to me. You can avoid any funds that go out of your bank account, and get them back. Acquire escrow funds with a 1099A. If you file a 1099OID as recipient, those get reported on a 1040 if you want to get the funds returned. 1099As don't get reported, neither do OIDs when you're the payer. I-1040 is available on the IRS website, it gives line-by-line -line instructions for the 1040. State tax is in an escrow account, so you use a 1099A to say use those escrow funds to pay this debt, or you could send the obligation to the treasury with a money order to pay the debt. Or you can go to the bank, get a pre-approved transaction through treasury, start a TINDL, treasury, tax and loan, transaction. Bond the account and tell the bank to hold the funds in escrow, send a notice to the state taxing agency that the funds are being held in escrow and as soon as they get a zero balance that the funds will be released to the state taxing agency. There are many ways that can work, some certainly are more preferred than others. Act as a creditor in all aspects of life, even and especially spiritually. Then your potential of creating solutions is infinite. Whatever you claim back does not get added to the public debt. Creditors correct all filings and report properly to the IRS. Debtors are taxed, creditors aren't. Creditors don't take benefits or privileges or exemptions, on a tax form, or deductions, creditors simply get a return of their interest, all of it. Creditors have zero exemptions and no filing status. All judges and attorneys are members of the bar and work for the crown, that's why they have a title of nobility, esquire. It's okay to have attorneys because the states lost their sovereignty. It's up to the attorneys and judges and the IRS to make sure that the creditors get their stuff. Get transaction pre-approved through the treasury and then bring them into the bank. You can then, at the least, sit on your security interest and then the bank and you are in a stalemate. California is a trust deed state. When you buy a house, you fill out a deed of trust, contract, lien, and then. There's the grant deed, title, with only your name on it. You are the truster, grantor, of the deed of trust. You created the trust. You made the title company the trustee and you made the bank the beneficiary. The only trust that a grantor does not have control over, ultimately, is an irrevocable trust. A deed of trust is revocable. You can record a document at the county recorder reshaping the trust. Make yourself the beneficiary and someone else, friend, the trustee, here's the new trust. They no longer have a security interest in your property. Now the title company has no authority to sell it. Still at a standstill but the account is still not closed and you want the accounts closed. You have the grant deed in your name.
even after the bank's interest has been sold, you have to sign a quit claim deed before they can sell the property. If you don't sign a quit claim deed, they can't touch the property because you're the one on the grant deed. Liens, in order of most effective to least effective. Commercial lien, I am a foreign creditor, Jura, and I have an interest on your property as represented by the UCC1, which is evidence of a commercial lien. Tax lien, straddles Jura and Jurb. IRS works for the creditors in general. State tax board's liens are lower than IRS because they represent the debtors, the state of CA is a debtor. Franchise tax board has the same tax ID hash as the state of CA. Mechanics lien. Mortgage, contract, lien, in California, a deed of trust. Even if the deed of trust is before a commercial, the commercial lien supersedes. The bank is part or jorb, they are just another debtor. Gene Keating says agricultural liens are the highest. Based on unalienable rights, they come from the private side of the commercial venue. Effectively protecting anything requires seven liens in a certain procedure with notice to the parties, there are background statutes that have to be complied with. Liens put on properties by UCC1s are security liens, they appear on the public, liability, side of the issue with no substantive rights, from the private, asset side, connected with them at all, they give way to agricultural liens when properly placed on the collateral. Left side is debit, right side is a credit. If they, utility bill, etc., send you a credit, as a bill, perhaps. They're just asking you to make use of it. Alienation of titles, 1933, came through the Department of Agriculture. Property tax is a request for you to get those funds that you generated out of escrow for us. A copyright on your name in Jura is enforceable only by you. It only leads to controversy. Alternate. Reality Disorder is talking about Jura and Jurb. You use your straw man to interact with companies, it is your public entity or pass-through. It is the employee, not you. If you had a claim on your vehicle and legal title to the vehicle registered through the Secretary of State of the US, you have diplomatic plates and you would never get pulled over. Creditors don't make statements. Don't obstruct or go into controversy. Creditors ask questions to seek. Remedy, not from the past but from here and now, how can I help you? How can we resolve this? You take full responsibility. Asking is king. IRS agents, for instance, can gather negative evidence from you based on statements you make. Especially when they carry presumptions, they can't do anything with your questions. Signature is simulation, fictional, autograph is authentic, O equals gold. Download the conference call starting with number 18 on trusts, creditorsandcommerce.com, link to TalkShoe. Site, register for free TalkShoe account so you can access them. O2 money and original issue. With an understanding of money, you can complete IRS forms correctly simply by reading there. Instructions. What is wrong with the world? What's wrong with you? They're the same. Take responsibility and the world will reflect. Creditors accept and pay. No public entities can create credit, only you can, which gives the banks the ability to enter a liability. All tax forms require evidence. Modern Money Mechanics, Affidavit of Walker Todd, Title 26 Code, 1271-1275, Pub 1212, 
1099A, 1099 OID, most from the Federal Reserve and the IRS. Corporations don't have the ability to create securities, only the trustees do. If you're the trustee, the 1099 OIDs would be with you, not the corporation, you're authorizing the creation of the funds, bottom left hand corner account hash. 1099s only get processed between November 1st and March 1st, deadline for processing is February 20th, every year, unless the corrected box on the form is marked. The 1099s are the report, it's the 1040s that get the money back. If you're reporting that, say $10,000 has been withheld from you, with your bank as the payer and you as the recipient, what does that entitle you to on your 1040 with attached schedule B? A refund. The totals of your OID are interest income withheld. ZA is backwards. 1099 OID forms must be gotten from the IRS because they go through a special scanner. Everything that goes out of your bank account gets reported on one 1099 OID for your bank. The only OIDs you would ever fill out would be the bank for your checking account, credit cards, mortgage. Copy A, red, scannable top copy, to the IRS copy B, recipient, U, copy C. Payer 1099A forms must be gotten from the IRS because they go through a special scanner. Copy A, red, scannable top copy, to the IRS copy B, borrower copy C, lender accord is a bank. Everything is commercial. What's the asset that creates the liability assigned to you? The original signed complaint, held in the judge's chambers, a vault. File a 1099A on the asset, the liability goes away. Simple accounting. 1096 transmittal form always goes with above forms. Money is created by signatures evidencing debt. When you endorse a check and deposit funds into your bank account, the bank enters a liability and sends the check to the Federal Reserve. The Fed enters a temporary credit, asset, the security is the check itself. Whatever is in the bank's Fed account is a liability but the Fed holds an asset, to offset, it's a credit for the bank, asset, it counts toward their reserve which they can fractionalize 10x, it's a debit for the Fed, liability. The Fed debits the bank's liability account that the check is written upon, bank C. Whenever a bank's reserves get reduced, they must reduce their deposits by an equal amount. So bank C will reduce your account. Is the check itself money? It is. It has a signature and it is a negotiable instrument. Every time you spend money in the public, you create debt. If you don't get it back, the debt just gets bigger and bigger. Your corporation has its own ledger. It was on the books of your trust until you deposed yourself of it and gave it off to the bank. At the end of the last bankruptcy, 1999, they quit sending your checks back to you. The checks are securities and assets to the bank. The one way the bank can increase its reserves is by selling securities to the Fed. The Fed gets their funds from the Treasury. The security is actually your property. The bank can sell it by waiting a testing period of 36 months before they can declare it abandoned and then sell it. At the end of the year, when doing your taxes, you remember that the bank never sent your security back to you. Original issue was you writing the check. Original issue discount equals redemption value, issue price. How much did your bank pay you for that? Check? Nothing. X, $1,000 check, $1,000 to zero equals $1,000 OID, which they did not give you. It's been withheld. They're acting as an agent for the IRS on the 1099 OID. 
Box number one is the OID if that's the only check you wrote that year, also presuming there were no interest terms on the instrument. Box number two and number three have zeros on the form. Box number four, federal income tax withheld, $1,000 same as box number one. One 1,099 OID per account per year. All negotiable instruments are money orders, requiring an issue date, an amount, a pay to the order of. From what account, a signature. A signed traffic ticket is a money order. What is a law before it becomes a law? A bill. Discharge doesn't really pay a debt, it postpones it into the future. Money of exchange, really just gold and silver, but realistically, FRNs, checks, credit cards, debit cards. Money of account, promissory note, other credit instruments. Let's identify when an original issue discount, redemption value minus issue price, happens. Brenda writes a check to Dylan for a $1,000, he deposits it into his account. Brenda's bank account at Bank A. Asset, minus $1,000 plus $1,000. Liability, $1,000 after responsibly, not creating public debt, OI ding, plus $1,000. Bank A's account with the Fed. Asset, minus $1,000, reduced reserves, when they get reduced, deposits must reduce equally, Brenda's asset. Account, plus $1,000. Liability, minus $1,000 plus $1,000. Bank B's account with the Fed. Asset, $1,000, they got the check. Liability, $1,000 increased liability account equals to Dylan's account asset. Dylan's account with Bank B. Asset, $1,000 endorsed check is a temporary credit. Dylan's bank sends a $1,000 request for credit from the Fed. Liability, $1,000 in funds, the balance. Bank A's escrow account. Asset, $1,000, security, the check, OID withheld from Brenda. Liability, none, no liquidity until abandoned in three years. Let's say that all the checks I issued for the year add up to $100,000, before doing an OID, I would send. In a 1099A abandonment, I'm the lender, the bank is the borrower on that $100,000. Box number 5 is marked. Yes. You're the recipient on the OID. Box number 1 OID $100,000. Box number 4 $100,000 withheld. Brandon said he would mark this $95,000 or $97,000 to not flag them, issue price is zero, redemption value is $100,000. I'm reducing my 1040 return by whatever is in box number 4. On the 1040, box number 1 goes to interest income, listed on a schedule B, box number 4 goes to income withheld. You'll pay about 35% or so back to the IRS because it's taxed. On the W-2. Brandon had marked exemptions, zero, deductions, zero, filing status, single. If you mark any of the filing statuses, it has an automatic exemption. IRS said your filing status does not match your exemption, so they put it in, took his deduction and then taxed him for it. Gross income and taxable income are two different things. Gross income becomes taxable income when you take exemptions and deductions. When you truly become a creditor, you won't pay any tax because the IRS works for you. On the 1040, filing status is not required. Once you're prepaying everything, then you can start doing creditor filings. When you do either an abandonment of an acquisition, 
you're saying you own that property, in an abandonment you're also saying that they owe you for it. There is a 120-day transition from one accounting system into another. You have to have your tax return in the mail by the 15th, because they have to get it by the 25th or so or they can't balance the books for the year, and they have to have them balanced by the 120th day. Controlling the world is like herding 7 billion cats, but I can be a creditor and control my world. The government holds legal title to everything but I can control the government. I am not a victim to the world that I created. I don't have limitations and I accept and pay or discharge my debts. Creditors give. Creditors control. Creditors teach others to become creditors. Creditors accept the now, debtors fight based on denial and the past. Creditors don't take a position. Forgive yourself of your debts, otherwise you will punish yourself through your projections. Know the operations of Jorb, taxing, courts, banks. Know how to establish legal title. Know administrative procedure, how to perfect claims and security interests and liquidate. Know how to rectify imbalances and adjust the accounts. These are what we will be learning. Are you the defendant? No, the defendant is a trust. You are the thing making the distinctions but you cannot be distinguished. You are not the name or the photo likeness. The, full, acceptor of any offer takes title to the transaction, he is the controlling creditor. Conditional acceptance doesn't take legal title, but at least it is not dishonoring if they get their remedy, it can be countered by another conditional acceptance. Every transaction creates a trust with all three of its elements if you could dream a perfect dream of an entire life every night, you'd put obstacles there for the drama and entertainment, eventually your dream would be exactly what you are creating right now. In truth, you choose always to have the life you have. Choose to be the creditor. O3 Straw Man as Trust Jura, John Doe, Foreign Sechus, Private Trust, Grantor, Living Man or Woman Trustee, You, Straw Man, and Sissy of Treasury, State and Attorney General, they had to expatriate to serve their roles and work for the creditors, Beneficiary, Depository Trust Company, Parent Co. DTCC is where BCs and all assets are on deposit. The liability created by these assets are the assets of the Fed, DTC is at 55 Water Street, NYC and operates on both the public and the private side. You can access the asset side at DTC, pull those funds into the public or on the asset side of a closed bank account and write checks up to $250,000 per check on a closed bank account. Jorb, John Doe, Sestuik, Public Trust. State is co-partnered as a co-beneficiary with John Doe. Grantor, banks through the Fed. Trustee, public officials, judges, attorneys, government agents, beneficiaries, people. This was all set up for your benefit. Read the UCC, available online, relatively small, it is the standardization of private international law, it overlays the entire system. Read about, perfecting, security interests, negotiable instruments, warehousing, prison, you put up your surety, your vessel to be held in a warehouse by your creditor for your debts. Read Dispatch of Merchants. Read what does accepted for value mean. The public is bankrupt and can deal with liabilities, but not assets. We're in a bankrupt society. Debts cannot be paid with a debt, only discharged. Certificate of live birth, certificate of title, is a bond that evidences title, held by the DTCC. The issuer has legal title, you had equitable title up until you partnered up to share equitable title with the USSS5 created the straw man which is surety for the vessel. Your vessel, body, is evidenced on the app, length, weight, footprints. 
you manifested into commerce. Possession is equitable title, not legal title. If I certificate this certificate, I am taking control, legal title of the foreign situs trust, of it by accepting it for value and returning it through the CC of treasury who will probably send it to the DTC. Now you're the sole trustee. You had subrogated, now you're taking it back. Banker's acceptance is overlaid, stamped, on the birth certificate. Accepted for value. Exempt from levy. By, underscore, authorized representative. Date, underscore. Exemption ID hash, SSN no dashes. Deposit to the U.S. Treasury and charge the same to John H. Doe, SSN no dashes. When you accept an offer, you are accepting legal title of the transaction. Traffic ticket of Banker's acceptance is overlaid, stamped, on the birth certificate. Accepted for value. Exempt from levy. By, underscore, authorized representative. Date, underscore. Exemption ID hash, SSN no dashes. Paid to, county state, etc. acquired from, John H. Doe, SSN no dashes. Accepting, turning it into money with my signature, and returning as payment, a debt for a debt. I and tin can be the same. It is international and always begins with a nine, non-resident alien. Birth certificate bond accompanies off Fed BC. All interactions in Jura should be registered mail which works on both the private and public side. Certified mail is for Jura only. Flag stickers, 1x1.9, at the top off documents make it clear whether it is Jura, Republic, or Jurb, Administrative, Admiralty, as defined in Title IV of the U.S. Code. Everyone is your brother or your sister. No one is your enemy, even judges and IRS agents. I write a check to Mary. Mary deposits the check in her bank, B. Bank B's reserves go up. Bank B passes the check through the Fed to my bank, A. Banka holds on to the security which is now an asset but not reserve funds. I file a 1099A, a ledger report, on that asset as an abandonment. Box 5 on the 1099A asks does this person have to pay it back? If yes, it's an abandonment. If no then it's an acquisition, typically when you're closing an account, now it's sitting on the books of the IRS, waiting for you to claim it and it's already made out to the right bank, they withheld whatever the amount of the check. If done electronically, you can do the OID 72 hours after the A, but keep in mind that an OID has no meaning unless there's a 1040. Wait at least three weeks before putting in your 1040. You can file information returns electronically after you have a TCC hash, some software and a fire. Account. Don't file your 1040 with this system. When we report an abandonment, we're identifying an interest that's being abandoned by the bank. When we do an acquisition, we're identifying the interest that's to be used in an exchange for something. X, $100,000 student loan, $20K outstanding, of you have $100,000 interest in the asset. Asset, $100,000. Liability $80,000. If you do an acquisition with the borrower, isn't this the same as saying, I've got a $100,000 interest in that. Asset, you can go ahead and use that $100,000 to offset the account. Beyond 36 months, they got there. $80,000. Brandon doesn't recommend doing acquisitions because we don't want to collapse their escrow account. We want these debts to stay open and be paid off. Give them 60 days, if then it hasn't been ledgered. You've got cause for a suspicious activity report. 
April 15, 2009 allows you to go back to January 1, 2005. If you can pay your monthly mortgage payments, pay them. At the end of the year, get all that money back, it all came out of your checking account. Then make a really big payment on your mortgage. Get all that back. Then pay it off. For a 1040 filing on April 15th, all 1099 should be in by March 1st unless you're filing electronically. Electronic filing, form 4419, fax it in, you'll get a TCC hash, then get software to generate a text file you can upload at the IRS, then go to fire.irs.gov and sign up for an account, user ID, PIN and password, for 1099 and other information returns, 1098, W2, not for the 1040, turbox.com to file 1040, is recommended because then you know whether it was accepted or rejected, it's quicker and you can avoid frivolous filing charges. They can't respond in public about private forms. All information returns have three copies, copy A, red, goes to IRS unless you're filing electronically. Copy B goes to the payee, listed on the form as the borrower or debtor, the party receiving the notice. Copy C goes to the lender. On the upper left is always the payer or lender or the creditor. The box below that is the payee or borrower or recipient. If you're doing an acquisition, you keep copy C. Reclaiming our interest is a three-step process. First we identify the interest and claim it abandoned. 1099A, expecting to be returned. Second, report the interest withheld, box number 4 on 1099 OID. Box number 1. Is the OID which is interest income on a Schedule B claim a return of the interest, 1040. A court is a bank. 1099A an old court judgment and acquire the judgment, asset, and it is gone. Disappeared from the ledger, box 6 on the 1099A is description of property. If it is a court case, have case slash account hash, case hash. If property, the promissory note hash, acquisition, then the mortgage note is paid, or the property, abandonment. If a check, then bank account hash, no way you're listing all the checks in there. Only abandonments are followed up with by an OID, acquisitions aren't. If the bank sends you a 1099A on a foreclosure, saying the property is abandoned, correct it and send it back. There's a correction box on both the OID and the A. How dare they tell you that you're the borrower. The bank is the actual borrower. If you don't get an OID in by March 1st, mark it corrected and it'll get processed. Only mark void whenever the actual form gets screwed up. A void does not affect something that's already been filed, a correction does. I claim that asset with a 1099 OID. Issue price is zero, they paid me zero dollars for it. Redemption value is the amount of the check and the OID. To correct a 1099 OID done in error, do another one to correct it, mark the amounts to zero, everything else, payer, recipient, tax IDs, same description, same account hash, stays the same you've basically erased the prior 1099. Technically, you can do 1099 as annoyeds with groundwork, UCC1, etc. But if you get frivolous filing charges, you will wish you had. When you establish yourself as a creditor you can access the asset side of the books and use money orders, IRS will process money orders. If IRS sends you an offer, saying you owe $10,000, and you assume position of creditor, 
a fit and send it back to them, remember if is a form of money only in Jura. Where's the payment going? IRS has a Jura side and a Jurb side. Everything in red is private. What color are the 1099 as in the 1099 OIDs that go to the IRS? Red. Copy B and C are public. Sun Tzu said that the victorious go to battle before they go to war. Never go into a court case without already having an agreement. You can get 10 social security cards in a lifetime, maximum 3 slash year each time you get a new one, the bond hash on the back of the card is different. 10 bonds. Bank fractionalization is 10x. They're fractionalizing your first deposit, the BC. There's probably $35 billion in the DTC just for you, credit cards, you sign an application and put your exemption on it before you get a credit card. They give you a credit limit which is like a cash deposit. X, $25,000 is entered as an asset, the application, and a liability, from the Fed. When you charge $1,000, they subtract $1,000 from the liability side. They say your balance is you owe them $1,000, it's really $9,000. If you send the $1,010, they no longer have assets that match the liability and they have to send your money back. They cannot have a liability not matched by an equal asset. You can do an acquisition and close the account. If you spent $100,000 on that account during the year, you could a. Abandonment, then owed $100,000 and the account would stay open, still with a $25,000 limit. They don't want you to keep paying off the card, they're not making any money off of it. It can be smart to always keep a 30% balance, there's interest accruing and the bank is benefiting. A debit card is just like a check. 1040 volt is a payment voucher. Electronic filings count as signature. IRS forms typically have an occupation or title box, if you put authorized representative, that's just like signing by, signature. You are always an authorized representative in JURB. You aren't Jura either dash you exist outside of space and time. The first quantification means Jura zero. Then, whenever you quantify yourself, you're playing in Jura, straw man, and or Jurb, straw man. Where you sign your personal checks, that is not a line, with a magnifying glass, you can see that it says authorized signature over and over. If your printer could print that small, you could do that on money orders, you can form your own other Jura entities, private trusts, international foreign trusts, etc. 04 private and public records the mirror image. Democracy and the public are reflections of us. If the public is dysfunctional, it is because we are. An entity is a reflection of a living thing. The observations are the mirror image of the observer. As creditors, we are empty and neutral. Every event is neutral, we don't make anything up about it when we give it meaning. Creditors don't fight, with the reflection, we bring remedy. It is a responsibility of a creditor to forgive one's own debts and the debts of others. They're not wrong and you're not right, or vice versa. Creditors accept offers, which is taking control, legal title, and honoring them. Creditors don't take positions. Creditors ask questions. When someone approaches you with a position, your questions seek to establish those positions and uncover the facts. Creditors don't make presumptions or assumptions, nor argue the facts. Creditors operate under unlimited liability, therefore complete responsibility. Whenever you feel you know what you are doing, rebut those presumptions. Act fresh and new in every moment. Be impeccable with your words. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. Especially in commerce, don't take anything personally. It's just business. Treat even the belligerent with respect. 
Give all you've got in all your endeavors and undertakings. Creditors clean up messes that debtors make. Private records are not recorded into the public. Claims recorded into the public give up title to your claim, you abandon them. Principal, one who authorizes another to act on his or her behalf as an agent or one who has primary. Responsibility on an obligation, as opposed to a surety or endorser, a principal can be a surety, or the corpus of an estate or trust. Undisclosed principal, a principal who is kept secret by the agent. A principal for whom the other party has no notice that the agent is acting. When you refuse to take responsibility for your public trust, who steps in to take responsibility? In a court, it's the judge. He assumes that you've abandoned the trust or that you are a dysfunctional trustee, especially if you argue. He becomes the agent of your straw man. Principal, you're the authorized rep, trustee, surety. An undisclosed principal and the agent are both liable on a contract entered into by the agent with the principal's authority. A principal creditor, a creditor whose claim or demand greatly exceeds the claims of other creditors, aka paramount security interest. Secured party, a person in whose favor a security interest is created or provided for under a security agreement, whether or not any obligation to be secured is outstanding. If a security interest is created or provided for in favor of a trustee, agent, collateral agent or other representative, that representative surety, a person who is primarily liable for the payment of another's debt or the performance of another's obligation. Although a surety is similar to an insurer, sureties often receive no compensation for assuming direct liability. Does your straw man pay you? A surety differs from a guarantor who is liable to the creditor only if the debtor does not meet the duties owed to the creditor. A surety is directly liable. Another definition of a surety is a formal assurance, which can be a pledge, bond, guarantee or security given in fulfillment of an undertaking. If a US citizen has a debt or an obligation, who do they pin it on? You. You're the surety and the duly authorized representative, one who is empowered in a proper or lawful manner to act on behalf of another. What are you doing when you bond out of prison? You're putting something up. Somebody put something up to act as a surety for you to appear. If you don't bond, you don't go anywhere. The public cannot interact with real people. Public records have nothing to do with substance, their realm is form. If it's not in the proper form, county recorders won't take it. You may have to take it to judicial review to get whatever you're trying to get recorded, recorded, go by their form. Court cases have forms and formats that you must go by. If it's not proper form, it doesn't mean anything. Notices. Evidence of liabilities. In a bankrupt society, there are no assets in the public. Disneyland, a bank asserts with a deed of trust that they loaned you money, but they didn't. You and only you signed it, one-sided contract. All substance is in private records. When you take substance and put it in the public, the substance is lost and therefore has no meaning. When you do that, you give up legal title and you are subject to public policy. Claims. Assets. Regarding security agreements and POAs, file just a notice in the public. Tax liens are private, notices of tax liens are filed into the public, recorded at the county recorder. They have a certification of your dishonor somewhere in the private 
Certification of records, if your claim or private record has a notary seal or you've had a notary make presentment and you've got certification through the third party of a dishonor or whatever, the notary seal itself is an authentication. If you add on top of that a certification from the CC of state, you now have a self-authenticating document. You can take that claim anywhere in the world and it has weight if you know how to use it. You can record a notice of your claim and thereby enforce your claim in the public. UCC filings, use the public record to take control of the trust. The most powerful document that you can file in public record as far as claims or notices of claims go is a UCC-1. Do not use a UCC-1 to file a claim against an IRS agent or a judge, you will end up in jail, unless you have a legitimate claim which you can back up. With a UCC-1, we establish a public record that shows our relationship with our US corporation. UCC documents are public documents. Living men cannot file a UCC-1. It is a public form. Living beings cannot file public documents. The birth certificate trust is a non-resident alien, it is a member of the Republic. The SS-5 established another trust, the US citizen or resident citizen. We accept the BC for value and take control of the foreign situs trust, that individual evidenced by the BC. We want to establish that our private entity serves as trustee over all of the straw man's property, not as a surety, but as the controller of the property. This has come to be known as a bailer slash bailey filing. Bailer, straw man, places property into the trust. Bailey, straw man or private citizen of the Republic, manages and controls the property. Bailment, a delivery of personal property by one person, the bailer, to another, the bailey, who holds the property for a certain purpose under an express or implied in fact contract to which the parties have agreed. Unlike a sale or gift of personal property, a bailment entails a change of possession but not in title. Can the private entity hold property, get loans, get bank accounts? No. He doesn't have a social security number. He can't do anything in the public. We have to use the straw man to hold all our property which the straw man, Bailey, manages. Bailer, a person who delivers personal property to another is bailment, one who provides bail as a surety for criminal defendant's release. Bailey, a person who receives personal property from another as bailment. Terminate a previously misfiled UCC-1 and do a new one. Number 1 Debtor, Straw Man, Bailey, Number 3 Secured Party, Straw Man, Bailer, Number 4 Collateral Box, This is Actual and Constructive Notice. All recorded property, real slash personal, belonging to the bailer is hereby placed into trust with the bailey. All unrecorded property, real or personal, belonging to the bailer is hereby placed into trust with the bailey. All relations and agreements between the bailer and the bailey are covered in the following private documents, contract of bailment hash underscore and power of attorney hash underscore. Number 5 check bailey slash bailer UCC 1 add, straw man, at the top, number 17 check trustee. Middle box, contract of bailment can contain a hold harmless and indemnity clause, and include POA and security agreement. A bailment agreement can be like a trust agreement. Contract of bailment is an express trust organization. The contract of bailment sets the terms in which the bailey can control the bailer's property. Without a contract of bailment, you do not have a bailer slash bailey relationship. The term bailment, derived from the French bailer? To deliver, is generally considered to be a contractual relationship since the bailer and bailey, either expressly or impliedly, find themselves to act in accord with particular terms. The bailey receives only control or possession of the property, while the bailer retains ownership interest in it. 
during the specific period that the bailment exists, the bailee's interest in the property is superior to that of all others, including the bailer, unless the bailee violates some term of the agreement. Once the purpose for which the property has been delivered has been accomplished, the property will be returned to the bailer or otherwise disposed of, pursuant to the bailer's direction. A bailment is not the same as a sale, which is an intentional transfer of ownership of personal property in exchange for something of value. A rental or lease of personal property might be a bailment, pending upon agreement of the parties. A bailment is created when a parking lot attendant, the bailey, is given the keys of a motor vehicle by its owner, the bailer. The bailer, in addition to renting the space, has transferred control of the vehicle by relinquishing the keys to the attendant. If the keys were not made available and the vehicle was locked, the arrangement would be strictly a rental or lease, since there was no transfer of possession. A requisite to the creation of a bailment is the implied or expressed acceptance of possession or control over the property by the bailey. A person cannot unwittingly become a bailey because a bailment is a contract. Knowledge and acceptance of its terms are essential to its enforcement. Consideration, the exchange of something of value must be present for a bailment to exist. Unlike the consideration required for most contracts, as long as one party gives up something of value, such action is regarded as good consideration. It is sufficient that the bailer suffer loss of use of the property by relinquishing its control to the bailey. The bailer has given up something of value, the immediate right to control the property. Rights and liabilities of the bailey, the bailey can use the property only in the manner authorized by the terms of bailment. The bailey, straw man, had partnered with the U.S. corporation to establish the bailer U.S. citizen, straw man. Before filing UCC 1, read Article 9 of the UCC. Transmitting utility is not applicable. Get at least one certified copy of your filed UCC 1 to be able to enforce it in other states. If it's filed in the county, you can get a certified copy from the county and then get a certificate from the CC of state on the seal of the county. Convention de la Hague established the legalization of international documents through certification in aposti. In every state, usually the CC of state, there's someone who can aposti or certify documents by officials in that state. In Utah it's the lieutenant governor, this includes a notary, you can get your notary seal and signature certified, authenticated for use and recognition anywhere, by the CC of state. The contents are not authenticated, just the notary is. A notice in California is a notice to the world. I just have to bring this record with me, certified, to enforce it. If you're going to try to enforce a claim in another county, learn how their commercial registry works. UCC 3 Amendment to a UCC 1 POA notaries used to be the equivalent of a justice of the peace. They have the capacity to operate in both jurisdictions. Notaries are agents of the CC of state. Free sent stamp, private mail, don't mail from your mailbox, mail at the PO from, general delivery, address of PO2, address, then non-domestic, without the US PO boxes are public. Buying a house, loan application, contains your SSN promissory note doesn't, goes in for your credit. Bank wants to know if they can get you on the hook and you'll actually make payments. When you deposit your promissory note, asset, with the loan application to the bank, like depositing a check, the bank gets authority from the Federal Reserve to enter a liability three days after your application goes in. You can track the TINDL transactions, between the bank and the Fed, on the funds generated by your hash. The bank hems and haws a bit need to add some points, bigger down payment, etc. But in reality, the funds are sitting there, the liability funds go to the seller, and can't be fractionalized by the bank, assets just sit in the account.
then you sign the promissory and trust deed, nothing without the security, creating another account which is a security with a future value. This security gets bundled with other securities, bringing in payments every month. The bank then sells this security to an investor who buys it based upon its future value. Another ledger is created when you give them a down payment. It goes in as an asset, what's matched on the liability side can be fractionalized, 10x. This is what you default on, this is what they foreclose upon, this is what they attach to your property, the deed of trust mentions the note, security. The promissory note and the house come together on the deed of trust. The note is your promise to pay, the deed of trust is the security for the note. The bank didn't loan you any money. A bank can't even create money, only you can, and whenever you do, it's yours, as long as you don't abandon it for 36 months, after 36 months, the bank can fractionalize it, even then, the Fed has to buy it from them. Assets are typically held in escrow, the banks can't do anything with it. When you come back and claim it, they can't say anything, it was your asset. You're actually doing them a favor. When you claim it and get a check from Treasury, you're going to deposit it your account and they get it back to fractionalize without having to wait three years. Liabilities are liquid, liquidity is on the liability side. The sides of a river are the banks. Spend it, at the end of the year you get it all back. When you make a deposit into a checking account, it's an asset, but the bank gives you access to it through the liability side. The balance on your account is the liability side of the bank's ledger. Courts work just like banks. When a court case is opened, a deposit, claim, signed complaint, is made. It is a money order that goes on the asset side of the court ledger. The original complaint, charging instrument, is held in a vault in the judge's chambers. It's the job of the court to decide who's going to put the deposit in on the liability side. It can be the FRNs you have to pay. The prosecuting attorney, with his or her bond, is the insurer of the money to go to the liability side when he or she files a complaint. If you walk in there, you're not an attorney, they don't even like to talk to you. You're not bonded dash you're a liability to the whole court. The judge, bailiff, attorneys and the case are all bonded. IRS 3949A suspicious activity report can be filed on any bank not processing your 1099 as. IRS contract enforcement. Tim Turner is big on this. IRS 4506T tax transcripts to clean up your messes. Only your name is on the grant deed. After they foreclose on your house, they have a trustee sale to sell the bank's interest in the property evidenced by the deed of trust. After the trustee sale, you have to sign a quick claim deed, otherwise you still have the title and the bank can't do anything with it. They like you to think that they sold it, but they didn't. The same bank that lent you the money bought it. Coincidence? Really? Show me the Tindiel transaction, show me that money changed hands. It doesn't happen. 05 Administrative Procedure Codified System that governs how agencies both within the government and outside the government can interact with each other and with you or your corporation. Before the Civil War, there were 11 administrative agencies. In the 30s at least 18 new government agencies emerged. APA Admiral Proc. Act, 1946, set a standard for interaction. Data Integrity Boards. Each agency has the capacity to serve in both an executive and judicial role. One senator called the APA the Bill of Rights for the hundreds of thousands of Americans whose affairs are controlled or regulated by the U.S. government. Records are essential in the administrative process. CFR Code of Federal Regulations is the codification of all administrative processes. Title V of the U.S. Code beginning with Section 500.
presentment process through a notary, a notary is a witness. They witness oaths, signatures, dishonors, acceptances. As a witness, their actions are governed by these regulations. Their records can serve to authenticate or certify your procedures, second witness. I can establish public records that will back up my private records. If you have a claim against someone and you want to do a private process as opposed to a public process, lawsuit, here's where the private process begins. Notaries have the capacity to serve in both jurisdictions, both within and without the US in court, public, you need no other proof that an invoice, for instance, on a claim. If the opposing party doesn't answer or defaults, you get your remedy. In Jura, an invoice is not enough because you don't have the courts to enforce your private process. Get your judgment in Jura, then bring it to Jurb by registered mail to enforce. Certified is only for Jurb to Jurb. If you're using certified mail, you're in Jurb. A notary can't prepare documents for you. Presentment of notice and claim under notary seal is from the notary, with a statement about what the notary is going to do with response. Notary is instructing that all responses are to go through the notary. The notary is going to witness the response. If the response is not received within underscore days. In Jura, we're operating in Admiralty, when I make presentment of a claim, there is a three-day turnaround in which that claim must be answered. If using the mail, we also have to account for three days there, three days back and a Sunday. This is why 10 days is typical of a presentment of a claim through the mail. Your response to the claim is to be received through me no later than 10 days from this postmark to prevent issuance of a certificate verifying your non-response or default pursuant to my statutory authority. You draft your claim in the form of an affidavit and get the notary to do a jurat on the document making it a sworn affidavit. Then you prepare a letter of presentment for your notary, structured so the document is from the notary, it's to whoever you have your claim against. Sending evidence to the court from Jura, presentment of evidence under notary seal, reg. Mail you may also have in your notary letter what would be considered an acceptable response and a defective response. A defective response is the equivalent of a non-response. The affidavit alone is just hearsay. This becomes your claim when the notary attaches her certificate to it. The actual certificate from the notary is a third-party witness to what happened. Don't send your original affidavit to the person you're making the claim against. Keep the original and attach the original certificate of protest to it. Your claim is a security at this point. It's not the facts that have the power, it's the notary's witnessing of their non-response that has the power. After payment and refusal of a private instrument toward a debt, and after they send it back, you send it back again, making sure they know that as they returned an instrument that's been put in on a debt, they are agreeing that the debt doesn't exist, it's been settled. I send them a statement of account showing that there's a zero balance. If they don't rebut this with a verified, sworn under penalties of perjury, statement, this stands. They have 14 days to respond to this. Your response to the request regarding a statement of account is to be received through me no later than 14 days from this postmark to prevent issuance of a certificate verifying your non-response or default pursuant to my statutory authority. With the notary third-party witness of their non-response, I now have a statement of account for $0, which is a claim or a receipt. Request regarding statement of account, UCC Title 9, Section 9 to 210. Don't quote the UCC, however, because nobody's bound by the UCC it's only when it's been codified into the state. In this example, quote California Commercial Code 9210. Necessary elements to include, 1. Collateral. If there's collateral secured by that debt, 2. Creditor 3. Debtor 4. 
date of the statement of account, date I sent this out, certificate of service, certificate of protest, certificate of dishonor, certificate of non-response are all affidavits signed by the notary as a witness, notary certificate of service, notary takes all of your documents, copies them, puts them in the envelope, seals the envelope, mails it out, and keeps a private record of everything. You keep all the originals, cert, of SVC, statement of account, affidavit, presentment letter. You send copies out in your presentment, give copies to the notary for her record. The notary's record is how we take evidence from jura to jurb. Certificate of service contains also all the service information, it is hereby certified that on the date noted below the undersigned notary public mail to underscore, name and address, here and after recipient, the documents and sundry papers pertaining to a certain account number underscore regarding underscore, Barney F. Rubble, as follows, 1. Notice of default dated on or about November 6, 2008, 2. Reference copy of this notary certificate of service, signed original on file, by registered mail hash underscore, return receipt. Attached by placing same in a postpaid envelope properly addressed to recipient and at the said address and depositing same at an official depository under the exclusive face and custody of the United States Postal Service within the state of underscore. A complete claim will have your certificate of protest and all of the supporting documents, i.e. original affidavit, your original certificate of service of the original presentment, your notary presentment letter, if applicable, notice of default, certificate of service of the notice of default along with certified copies of your return receipt, postal service form 3811, and reg. Mail receipt, 3806. And then I would slap an aposti on top of it, or certification from the CC of state, making it a self-authenticating claim. You have a third-party witness to every element of the claim which is essentially a judgment. In Title V, Admiral Proc, that's what they're doing to you. It's not that the bank has any claim on your house it's that they get you involved in a commercial process where you default on the process, that's how they establish the claim. Every time you receive something in the mail, it's a new offer, a new claim is being established. Notary sends notice of default, dishonor, that you prepared. She already informed them that she was going to certify the non-response if a response was not received timely, it is everything on it that will be on your certificate. Presentment, be it known that the person signing below, a duly empowered notary public, at the request of John Henry Doe, in care of notary's address, did duly present on October 14, the instruments, request for statement of account and commercial affidavit, dated October 14, to Aaron Stubblefield of Bank Home Finance, 157 Yorktown Avenue, Eugene, Oregon. Protest, whereupon the notary public signing below for the reason dishonor by non-performance slash non-response, does publicly and solemnly certify the dishonor as against all parties it may concern, for default on the instruments by reason of non-performance slash non-response thereof and the stipulations therein. Notice, the undersigned notary public certifies that on November 6th, notices of default, this is it, were sent to the parties noted below by depositing in a depository of the United States Postal Service within the state indicated herein, a sealed envelope containing said notices directed to the respective persons or entities at the last known corresponding address below, name and address of who we presented it to. Testimony, in testimony of the above, I have signed my name and have attached my official seal. With the notice of default will go a certificate of service which lists the notice of default and the certificate of service. Certificate of protest is the last item on the list. Reference copy of this notary certificate of service, signed original on file. 
A notary acknowledgement is a mini affidavit. When you get a notice of lien or levy from the IRS, is there a lien? Not yet. There is a lien when you don't respond. Accepting it for value is in honor and then they don't file the lien. You control the transaction and take legal title to it. Refused for cause can be considered a dishonor. When the 10 days is up, some third party certify the dishonor, that's the lien, they'll file their notice into the public record, but the lien is kept in the private. It's good to stamp your registered mail envelope private. Another stamp to use is private, not for public filing, which is good on anything being submitted to court on the private side. Bob, if you don't respond or pay me within 10 days, you're agreeing that I can file a UCC1 filing on you as the debtor and that your house, or whatever, will be listed as collateral. No response, go into JURB and file the UCC1, which stands as fact, yourself as the creditor, Bob as the debtor. List on the collateral anything you want to list. Record it at the county. You can foreclose on him, even for a $1,000 debt. The only way he can remove that lien is to get a jury to remove it. When he takes it to court, what are you going to send into the judge's chambers? Your private evidence jura claim. Bob can't bring any evidence into jurb that will contradict your evidence. Your evidence, under notary seal with CC of state certification is self-authenticating. It is an exception to the hearsay rule and you can bring it in dash anything Bob says is hearsay and hearsay doesn't refute the facts. Whoever doesn't leave the battlefield, wins. Let's say that Bank of America goes into default, and you have a stipulation that their headquarters building in NC, is collateral, you can file a UCC-1 in that state and put a lien on their building and foreclose on them. You've got the deed, grant deed. Let's say you have a claim against Chrysler, you can show up at the docks with your claim and seize the unloading vehicles. Bond the sheriff, show him your claim, UCC-1, and have him seize them. He's in. The public, all he needs is form, you show him the public record. He'll do anything you tell him to do. Within the guidelines of administrative laws. You could file a court case on your claim and get a judgment lien. The CC of state has special forms. Just for a judgment lien, which has a signature, UCC 11 doesn't have a signature box, not a verified. Claim, and a dollar amount, UCC 1 has dollar amount. Judgment lien is a verified claim. You can go into JURB to enforce the judgment you got in JURA. It can be tricky. Play around with the form only if you have substance to back it up. If I perfect a $10 million claim against some corrupt official and I liquidate that claim on their bond, no. Insurance Co. will ever bond that official in that position again. Do a commercial process to get the bond hash. If I make a presentment to an attorney, putting on there that I have a claim and that she has 10 days to get me whoever holds her bond, if she doesn't respond, I've now got a claim on that bond information. I can take it and get an order out of a court ordering her to supply it. All crimes are commercial. Contempt of court is the one reason, in admiralty, that anyone ever goes to jail. When you plead not guilty, you're instantly in contempt. When you stood up and said that you understood the charges you communicated that you would be surety for the charges. When you plead guilty, you are saying you will pay, not contempt. I plead guilty to the facts, your honor, and I want to effect payment immediately. What's the sum certain on those penal funds? An aposti is a certification from the CC of state. The CC of state is saying that, yes, that notary 
signature and seal are legitimate and you now have a self-authenticating document. It can be sent to any nation on the planet and it is recognized as a legal document. Hate convention is Jurb, so, from the US, I can get an apostille going from Jurb to Jura, but not the reverse going from one jurisdiction to a foreign jurisdiction. If it's from the state of California to the state of Nevada, it is certification. If it's from the California Republic to Nevada state, it's an apostille, international term for certification, which is going to a foreign jurisdiction. I can take my notarized document directly to the CC of state and I get an apostille. At a CC of state field office, I would first have taken to the county that my notary is commissioned in and get certification from the county on her signature, then I would take that to the field office and I would get an apostille. Notaries can go to jail when they make threats and they don't keep records. Remember, we're creditors, we never make threats, we bring settlement. My notary must keep complete, accurate records and she must have a commanding understanding of the presentment process. Notary manuals to give to your notary, Andersons and Piambinos, SP. Notaries and attorneys are US citizens. Esquire is always in all caps. Your US citizen, straw man can be a notary if you want. Notaries are agents of the CC of state. All US citizens are employees of the state. Your US citizen is a government official, low on the totem. Poll relative to Esquires and MDs, but still a government. Official. Letters at the end of your name mean. Nothing in Jura. Look for a notary who is a creditor, not a victim. Private presenters can use notaries in any state. You're not in any state. Jurats can only be done in person, however. If you want to go to court, it is essential to understand the rules of evidence of the Code of Civil. Procedure? A Mary CA equals no mercy for the sheep. DEA haters. Administrative agencies, JURB, have no effect on creditors. Your SSN has dashes, such as 54265-7249. You can't put SSN on a UCC form. Your CUSIP. Securities tracing hash is 542,657.249. These are fine on UCC forms. EIN, 54 2657,249, also fine. 06 Principal and Interest. 1099A identifies the interest, 1099OID reports the withholding of the interest, 1040 to claim a return of the interest to the principal. Blocked credit system, certain entities have the ability to access your credit, banks. Who created the money? You. There's a way you can fractionalize your own money. By applying yourself, the government, the banks, and your community will all benefit. Say we deposit and pay out $100,000 in a year into our checking account. When we claim it back, we lose one third to taxes. The bank is happy because they didn't have to wait three years for it but we actually lost $35,000. Three credit cards, you're an authorized representative, trustee, on every account. Credit card A, used to pay all bills, spent $100,000, pay off half of it every month, all by end of year. Asset, $100,000. Liability, $100,000. Credit card B, will pay A with B. Asset, $100,000. Liability, $100,000. Credit card C, will pay B with C. 
Asset, $100,000. Liability, $100,000. Will pay C with checking account, $100,000. All three credit card companies made money, they each fractionalized $100,000. Now the IRS is going to get one-third X $400,000, will get two-thirds X $400,000, return. We deposit $266,640 in our checking account, in reality, you never buy anything, legal title is never exchanged in the public. On the OID, box number 1 and box number 4 should not be the same number, box number 4 should be at least 10% less. Box number 1 is the interest, which you're going to be taxed on, box number 4 is the interest withheld by the bank, what is actually going to get returned to you. There's nothing in the regulations that says they can't be the same. But less red flags are possible when number four is less than number one. One way to do it, box number one is all the checks that went through your account. If your cash withdrawals are near 10% of the amount in one, you could list in box number four the amount of box number one minus your cash withdrawals. Another way to look at it is whatever you don't get returned is becomes principal that the bank can fractionalize off. If you leave them with 10%, they get 10 times that which keeps them in good stead too. You can get 100% back as a total creditor, but in the meantime, take 10% off for box number 4. Your straw man is a debtor because he has obligations throughout the year. You're charged property taxes after you've received the benefits of it. If you've prepaid everything, you can really be a creditor, you can then reverse the trust, your straw man is now the creditor. Box number 1 gets summed up on a Schedule B and ends up on line 8A of your 1040 as income. Box number 4 ends up on line 64 of your 1040. $100,000 in income leaves approximately 2-3 RDS of that yours, if $90,000 was withheld, you get back about $57,000. If you had fractionalized with at least one other credit card you would have gotten back your whole dollar 100,000 plus. On $200,000, IRS would take about $66,000. $190,000. $66,000 equals $124,000 returned. On the 1099A, same amounts in box number 2 and number 4, matching box number 1 on the 1099OID. Box number 5, yes on an abandonment, no on an acquisition. Box number 6, describe the property that's been abandoned. With a 1099A we're identifying the interest. Instruments deposited in account underscore, same account hash that's down in the account hash box, instruments issued on account underscore when a bank forecloses on you, they send you a 1099A, they're going to have the principal balance in box number 2. Box number 4 will have the fair market value. Box number 5 will be marked yes. In box number 6, they'll put the address of the property. You have interest in that box number 6 address property, as does the bank. They're claiming your abandonment of your interest in the property. CFOs make so much money because they understand 1099s. If you cannot find who functions as the CFO, go to the CEO, the CEO is the fiduciary of the corporation. Electronic filing gives you near immediate feedback which you can timely correct. Fire system equals filing information returns electronically. 1099fire.com, w21099.com if you record properly and correct timely. Your 1099 OID gets handled automatically with no red flags or frivolous filing charges. Zia is not the way to go, they are instant garbage to IRS. They want their scannable forms. Whenever you get a payment coupon in the mail, utility bill, tax bill, etc., 
it's because they've got an asset sitting there. Usually on the bottom of the coupon is a row of numbers, account hash and the equivalent of some kind of routing information and the amount. It is a check, it is a money order. Print money order at the top, write in the amount, you're authorizing them to use the interest in the asset, put your signature on the bottom right. The authorization came on your credit, so the interest is yours dash they can't touch it until you authorize them to, this is the same as doing a 1099A, acquisition. It's also basically an acceptance and return. From IRS, you may do this 5 or 6 times and then you don't get them anymore. Often they're different amounts, just keep balancing the books. The top half, giving you credits, if properly authorized, is your payment. The bottom part is the deposit slip to ensure proper posting. Normally you would write them a check on an open account to discharge the debt, liability money, zeroing out your credits. If you want to accept their offer to use their credits as your payment, turn it into a money order. Whenever you use the asset of the account, you should be in control of the trust, i.e. BCF, sent to CC of Treasury. They took away your ability to hold legal title. You can no longer buy, you can only exchange interest, HJR 192, HJR 192 was the democracy's ability to say that even though they are compelling you to use the war script, FRNs, there is a procedure they've provided whereby they will discharge, dollar for dollar, the use of the war script with the equivalent of that which is similar to a lawful money if you go through a right procedure. What you can do on the 1040 form is replace the gross income denominated in war script with dollars of substantive money coming from the prepaid account on the private side. In other words, you are paying a 100% tax by authorizing them to replace the war script with your prepaid account. All IRS is doing with the statement is sending you a notice of credits and asking for your signature and authorization to apply those credits. Nothing has to change hands except the permission. UF and return for value authorizes them contractually to money launder the public war script with prepaid account dollars so that you're not involved with a public benefit. Then everything is complete. People who try to use private instruments and the public to buy things often end up in jail. UN Declaration of Human Rights, everyone is sovereign in Jura. Because of the unlimited right to contract, most everyone has ended up in Jurb. Did you have to sign a contract to get into Jurb? No, a written contract is only a memorialization of an agreement. Your performance determines whether or not you've contracted. When you reverse a trust, you can't do it with a copy of the document, whether it's a BC or A. Naturalization certificate you need a certified copy, which has the force and effect of the original. Evidence in court also needs to be at least a certified copy. When you send it registered mail and you don't get a response, it's accepted. You're reversing the trust just by offing the BC. You can take legal title to your car just by signing the back of the certificate of title and handing it into the DMV. Legal title comes in many forms. Interest comes in many forms. If I have a UCC1 claim on a piece of property, I have, in effect, legal title to that property. If someone else signed the grant deed and filed it with the county, the county has legal title too. A person who has accepted the grant deed has equitable title too. In purchasing a house, the only document with two signatures is the grant deed, the person selling the property signs it, the person acquiring the property signs it. It's a trust. A reconveyance of deed is the same as a UCC1 termination. If we look at the deed of trust as a lien, the reconveyance is a termination of that lien. It's just removing the bank's interest. When you send the off-ed BC in with a bond, 
you're saying if there are any outstanding debts, liens or obligations or anything that would prevent me from taking control of this trust, use this bond to set them all off. You can make it a billion dollars, you can make it unlimited, you can make it what you want. Put a notice into the public record of anything you do in the private UCC Baylor slash Bailey. Uck is public record of what has already happened in the private. I control the trust. Who's the bailer, the straw man. Only the straw man has the right to hold property in the public. Jura and tights can't hold property in the public. They can't have bank accounts, etc. They're outsiders to Jurb. We're saying that all the public entity stuff and property recorded and unrecorded is being put into a trust. The trustee or the Bailey is the private entity. Strawman now controls Strawman's property and he's got more rights in Jura. Strawman is not limited by what Strawman is limited by. You've reversed the trust. FRNs are registered bills of exchange. We can use them in public because they are registered with registration hash s because you use them. They can presume that you're operating in Admiralty. You must be a law merchant block credit system. We're going to borrow your money, but we're going to pretend that we loaned you some money and you're going to pay it back. That's going to gauge whether you're interacting in commerce. You've got to go through an intermediary, courts or banks, create creditors who will create more creditors.07 banking overview. Use a 1099A to do an acquisition on an asset to close an account or make sure an account is closed. If box number five is marked yes, you're reporting an abandonment, so it has to be no. With an acquisition, there are no funds to be paid back. If you have an open account, still with a liability and you just want to close it, you're not looking for a return because there was no interest withheld, you're the lender on the form, the holder of the account is the borrower. After you send copy B to the borrower, certified mail not necessarily with anything else dash, on the envelope you can put important federal tax documents enclosed, you have 30 days to report to IRS what you've sent. The borrower only has 10 days to rebut or correct that form and send it to you. If you don't get anything within 10 days of receiving, feel free to file whatever you're going to file with the IRS. The next statement of account should show a zero balance. 3949A Suspicious Activity Report to amend a 1040, use a 1040X. Typically, when you're foreclosed upon, you will receive a 1099A in the mail. Box number two is the principal. Ode, box number four is the fair market value. If box number four is less than box number two, they'll mark it as an abandonment. Saying you have to pay these funds back. They'll either take the difference and set up a new account with it and probably send a collection agency after you, or, if they're cancelling it, a 1099C will follow. The creditor on the 1099C gets a write-off, the debtor has to declare it as income. IRS never taxes you for your labor. They tax you on the benefit slash privilege of using the banking system. And FRNs. Use gold and silver and don't use banks and you'll have no problem from the IRS. However, every account you've ever opened is still open. You can't get out of the system until you've paid your debts and you're a debtor no more. GSA forms are for when you're ready to get out of Jorb entirely and truly be a creditor on the private side. 
Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation didn't and was not meant to free the slaves. The commander-in-chief and victor in the war confiscated the enemies, the South, property. Original 13th Amendment, no titles of nobility. The original Constitution, Republic, protected slavery, it was the foundation of international bankruptcy. Of nations, your nation is a slave to the creditor. Slavery is still protected in Jura, the creditor has all. The rights, the debtor has no rights. With the new federal constitution we had a new 13th amendment, no slavery in the democracy. At your bank, you're acting as trustee of your corporation, doing banking. When you endorse a check and deposit it, you're doing banking, you have interest in that instrument, you're creating assets in the bank. Assets are private, liabilities, interest, notices are public. UCC forms are public notices of a claim. Perfect your claim in the private, then register it in the public. 1. Off thing the BC reverses the trust and you take on the role of trustee. You can't be the trustee, the grantor and the only beneficiary, but you can be the trustee, the grantor one of the beneficiaries. The bond we send in with the BC is designed to stop or discharge any outstanding liabilities in relation to the trust. Before you can secede from the public, you have to pay your debts. The off-fed BC and the BC bond are sent registered mail to the former trustee, the sissy of the Treasury, Fiduciary, Timothy Geithner. You could write a money order for the amount of an obligation, take evidence of the obligation in the money order and send it to the Depository Trust Company, DTC. The DTC will wire those funds to the asset side of an account I've already prepared to receive those funds, closed, on tourist-bearing checking account. Why closed? We're dealing only on the private side, so there is a zero balance on the public side. I take a normal check off that account. I stamp private on the top right corner of the check and without recourse below the signature line on the check, no public liability. It is an instrument that can be negotiated on the private side of that account. This is about a 10-day process. Parent company of the DTC, private, is the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, public. The DTCC is where the birth certificates are held. When you're truly a creditor, you can bond the utilities, the police, the fire department, etc. Write a bond, sign a bond and then mail the bond certifying, with a notary witness slash receiver, their acceptance, by lack of response, of the bond. Wherever the fire department gets its funds, that's where I'm going to send my bond. When you register a firearm, you're giving legal title to the state. The credit system is really all about debt. Those with the highest credit scores are the best debtors. You can discharge a public debt by writing a check drawn on DTC funds. There's nothing in the liability column. The endorser creates the liability, acquiring interest in it. The endorser is the debtor. Keep your checks under $250,000. Actually, even to establish yourself with the DTC, you have to send them $250,000. The new FDIC insurance is $250,000 until at least December 13, may be permanent, but we don't. No. Chttp colon slash slash www.fdic.gov slash deposit slash. When you open a new interest-bearing bank account, You've immediately got $250,000 on the asset side. 
Use that to open your DTC account in the process of closing the bank account, 